from Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. July 19, the VK National News broadcast from VK1WIA and I'm Graham VK for Baker Baker. Princess Electra Marconi visits Australia. Italian inventor, electrical engineer, long-distance radio transmission pioneer and entrepreneur Guglielmo Marconi illuminated the Sydney Town Hall from the other side of the world. For that feat in 1930, he was described as a hero. Marconi had earlier involvements with Australia. These included the first direct wireless signal from England to Australia in 1918. Now, his daughter, Princess Electra Marconi, will be in Sydney on Monday. This event marks her 85th birthday and the day her father died in 1937. One aim of her visit includes the dedication of the Marconi Radio Rover that honours the work of her father. To commemorate Anzac 100, a series of articles appear in Amateur Radio magazine, and Lloyd Butler, VK5BR, has written on one of our pioneers, and this is a summary of that article. Thomas Robbins, VK5DK, VK5AQ, was born in Unley, an Adelaide suburb. In 1933, he was ducks at the Adelaide Technical School. His studies included engineering subjects, an obvious career influence that began as an assistant draftsman at the Adelaide Electric Supply Company, while he studied further to obtain the engineering degree. Tom was also fascinated by amateur radio. At the age of 17 was VK5DK. He enlisted in the Naval Reserve in about 42 as an engineer sub-lieutenant and, after further naval training, was posted to HMAS Perth. Following a number of actions, the ship met its match to be torpedoed in the Java Sea in February 42. He was a prisoner of war in Japan for three years until the war ended in September 45. Tom worked in poor conditions, among others mainly those captured in the Guam and Wake Island conflicts. After the war at Port Torrens, Port Adelaide, he was demobbed in 46 to return as an engineer to the Adelaide Electric Supply Company. Then he moved to the generation of electricity of coal at Lee Creek. He also resumed amateur radios VK5AQ, including Earth Moon Earthwork, and trained many new radio amateurs, including his son Peter, VK5NAQ. Tom Robbins later developed lung cancer, dying in 1987. He was aged just 67. A contributor of the engineering development in South Australia, displayed a fine war effort and helped many prospective radio amateurs. With Anzac 100, the WIA remembers... The Kokoda track campaign is remembered for how our diggers fought the enemy in the jungles of Papua New Guinea. Through VK100 Anzac on Monday, that's July 27, Vince Henderson, VK7VH of Hobart, will commemorate that battle, the one that claimed the lives of 625 Australians, wounding over 1,000. Listen out on 21.25, and 3.585. In addition, VK100 Anzac will play short Kokoda Track Veterans interviews, in their own words, some very moving accounts, and these extracts will be on 40 metres between 3.30 and 4, and on 80 from 7.30 to 8, local VK7 time. Meantime, the Eastern and Mountain District Radio Club will use VI3 Anzac to commemorate the Kokoda Track battle from tomorrow, July 20. 
This for a week, and the EMDRC will be portable as a Kokoda Memorial track in the Dandenong Ranges National Park, and then the activity moves to its club rooms. Friday, July 24, VK100 Anzac in a three-day event called Lest We Forget by John McRae, VK5PO, will be on Ritty, looking to make many, many worldwide contacts. Across Australia from VK1WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. From Brisbane, it's relayed on 3605 kHz and 147 MHz at 7.30pm Mondays. I'm Bruce, VK4EHT. WIA Board Talk. In a moment, Roger Harrison will look at our new LCDs. But first, the wide consultation on the draft 2 metre and 70 centimetre band plans had attracted some very useful comments when it closed last Wednesday. Thank you to those who read the drafts, and especially those who made comments on them. All the recommendations are now being carefully considered. The WIA Board, which meets on Tuesday, intends to do a final review and approve the new band plans. Earlier this year, all other band plans were reviewed. The final band plans will be put on the WIA website and published in the 2016 Australian Callbook. The program and booking form for the WIA Annual General Meeting and Open Forum, May the 27th to the 29th, on Norfolk Island is now available on the WIA website. Yes, we're off to the island. The WIA had been able to negotiate some very good prices for flights from Sydney and Brisbane and a range of accommodation in this tourist destination that has many interesting attractions and duty-free shopping. Among the weekend program will be the use of both the VK100 Anzac and VI9 Anzac call signs, visits to soda sites and lots, lots more. For further information on the new band plans and the 2006 Norfolk Island WIA AGM, be listening next week right here on VK1 WIA's National News. This is WIA Director Roger Harrison, VK2ZRH. The amateur licence conditions determination has been remade. Long live the new LCD. Well, hopefully not too long. The new LCD replaces the previous one, which was to expire on the 1st of October this year, and enables amateur radio in Australia to continue uninterrupted. The ACMA's intention was to tidy up the expiring LCD so no significant changes have been made. In the tidying up process, we have gained a few small concessions, lost a few things we already knew were going, and had some things clarified. I'll get the bad news out of the way first. The loss of 420 to 430 megs in the form of 70 centimetre band is confirmed, and the foreshadowed geographic restrictions on segments of the 3.4 gigahertz band are included. Restriction of the use of 472 kilohertz to avoid interference with a non-directional beacon on Timor extends well into VK8, affecting Alice Springs, unfortunately. We've known about those issues for some time now. The good news is that the restrictions on 50 to 52 megahertz for Eastern States operators have been lifted, albeit amateurs remain a secondary service. And geographic restrictions on the use of 472 kilohertz near Exmouth in Western Australia have been lifted. The new LCD clarifies the wording in a number of places. More in-depth analysis will be published on the WIA website in due course. All licensees are encouraged to read and familiarise themselves with the new LCD. Prospective amateurs are made aware of the LCD and asked questions about it by WIA assessors at the time of the practical assessment. 
This is WIA Director Roger Harrison, VK2ZRH, for VK1WIA News. Thanks, Roger. Now, Ona will be joining us shortly with a very, very special What Use is an F Call? What Use is an F Call? Lots and lots. And if you're listening in VK3 and want to become a radio amateur, or you know somebody who does, well, the next Foundation Licence Training and Assessment by Amateur Radio Victoria will be held August 22-24 to at 40G Victory Boulevard, Ashburton. To obtain more information or enrol, contact Barry Robinson, VK3 Popper Victor. His email address is foundation at amateurradio.com.au and amateur radio is all one word. Or, of course, you can pick up the Eau de Cologne, 0428 516 001. From Australia, this is VK1 WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. What use is an F-call? In a previous discussion, I talked about decibels. The take-home from that was that a decibel represents a ratio between two things, the gain of an antenna over the gain of a standard reference antenna, or the power loss between the start of a coax cable and its end. I also mentioned that there are several other things with dB in them. Today I'd like to introduce the dBm, or decibel milliwatt, It's a unit used to compare and contrast different levels of output. Unlike the decibel, which is a ratio, the dBm is an absolute unit. It's reference to a watt. In audio and telephony, it's relative to a 600 ohm impedance, but in our RF patch, it's relative to a 50 ohm impedance. So how do you use it, what does it mean, and why is it useful? Let's look at some large and small numbers. If you look at an FM broadcast radio station it typically uses 100 kilowatt, a one with five zeros. If you look at the received signal power of a GPS satellite, you might get 0.2 of a femtowatt, or 0.000 and 12 more zeros, followed by a two. Using those kinds of numbers side by side is a handful prone to mistakes and there are better ways. Instead of using watts, we could also express the output power of an FM station as 80 dBm, and the GPS satellite signal strength as minus 127.5 dBm. Those numbers are much easier to work with. Think of it as 80 dB gain over a milliwatt. When you're dealing with ratios, to string them together, to look at, say, the loss of the output coming out of your radio, through a connector, through the coax, through another connector, into an antenna with a certain gain, using decibels, you can simply add the losses and gains up and get a number at the end, that represents the total loss or gain of power leaving your radio and making it into your antenna and being emitted as a radio signal. And why is that useful? Let's say a connector has a 0.04 dB loss at 28 MHz. 20 meters of RG58 has a loss of 1.6 dB. A 10 meter loop antenna has a gain of 2.1 dB over a simple dipole. How would this perform? Well, simply add and subtract. 2.1 dB antenna gain, less 0.04 dB connector loss, less 1.6 dB coax loss, less 0.04 dB connector loss, leaves you with 0.42 dB gain over connecting a dipole directly to your radio. 
If you have a radio that transmits with 5 watts, it puts out 37 dBm. If you connect it to the system we just invented, the total output of your radio is 37 dBm plus 0.42 dB gain, or 37.42 dBm. The effective radiated output of your radio is now 5.5 watts. If you replace the RG58 with RG8, your antenna system changes from 0.42 dB gain to 1.95 dB gain. Just by removing the 1.6 dB loss from the RG58 and replacing it with 0.7 dB loss from the RG8. The radio, again at 5 watts, would effectively radiate 37 dBm plus 1.95 dB gain, making 38.95 dBm, or 7.9 watt ERP. Again, doing maths with loss and gain expressed in dBs and dBms are simple addition and subtraction. If you do this for a 100 watt or a 50 dBm radio, the RG58 based antenna would be 50.42 dBm or 110 watts versus 51.95 dBm or 157 watts ERP. Remember, all we're doing is adding and subtracting dB losses and gain to our transmitter output. If that blows your mind, you could now simply add the gains and losses between your radio, the coax, the antenna, the free air path loss, the receiving antenna, their coax and their radio, and actually calculate what an S5 report might mean when you get it for a DX contact. Or you could calculate how much antenna gain you needed for a QRP moon bounce. That's why it's useful. DB and DBM, they're your friends. I'm Ono, Victor Kilo 6, Foxtrot Lima Alpha Bravo. From the WIA, this is the weekly national news service originating from VK1 WIA. With international news, I'm Jason, VK2 LAW. CAMSAT launch postponement. A launch postponement has been announced for Beijing's new CZ-6 rocket, which is planned to carry a constellation of amateur radio satellites. Soon to be launched, six CAMSAT satellites, CAS-3A to F, have now been named as XW-2, HOPE-2, amateur satellite system, and correspond to the XW-2A to F. All the satellites have completed environmental testing, including current burn-in tests, and everything is underway. The satellites will be moved to the launch centre mid-August, and launch date now is early September. Burundi joins IARU. Burundi has joined the International Amateur Radio Union, IARU, after a recent vote. Their national society, ABART, was approved following a 67-vote acceptance. European Common Allocation Table The annual update of the European Common Allocation Table includes an upgrade of the status of their 70 MHz amateur radio band. The 70 MHz band has been upgraded from a mere information note to something a bit more substantial for other European countries. After a lot of hard work by David Court, Echo India 3, India Oscar, in IARU Region 1, and supported by RSGB and other member societies, the revised EU 9 reads, SEPT administrations may authorise all or parts of the band 69.9 to 70.5 MHz to the amateur service on a secondary basis. Please note that 69.9 MHz is a special allocation for Germany. You can download the European Common Allocation Table at the URL that appears in the text edition of the WIA National News. 
and to celebrate the band as a secondary amateur allocation in the European Common Allocation Frequency Table and Ireland's significant involvement in the process, IRTS, Irish Radio Transmitter Society, is pleased to launch two new 4-metre awards. The purpose of the awards is to recognise and promote DX achievements by amateur radio operators interested in the range 69 to 74 MHz. In-band and cross-band awards are available. Full details are available on IRTS website. As a special treat for space buffs on Saturday, July 18, UTC, the ISS Cosmonauts will take time out to conduct an ARIS contact with students attending the Day Moon Frontiers of Flight Museum event in Dallas, Texas. The Russian cosmonaut USA student contact is planned to start around 1655 UTC through the W6SRJ ground station located in Santa Rosa, California. ARIS will use the 145.80 MHz voice frequency downlink, same as the SSTV downlink for the Moon Day contact. The Radio Society of Botswana and the South African Radio League have signed a Memorandum of Understanding. RSB President Leon, Alpha 25 Sierra Lima, and League President Fritz, Zulu Sierra 6 Sierra Foxtrot, signed the MOU with the agreement of Mrs. Cynthia Fays, CEO of Botswana's Bureau of Communication Regulation Authority. The MOU allows the RSB to register as an examination centre and it enables Botswana citizens to study and write the South African RAE in Botswana. And now the good news from AR Newsline. Many of you listening are by now aware that Amateur Radio Newsline lost our co-founder, executive producer, lead news writer and friend, Bill Pasternak, WA6ITF. Bill became a silent key on June 11th after a series of health setbacks over the previous six months. For more than 37 years, Bill was at the helm of these news bulletins and led an all-volunteer team of amateur radio enthusiasts, many with a background in broadcasting, who were dedicated to distributing the latest news about the hobby and service of ham radio. Just days before his passing, Don Wilbanks, AE5DW, and I shared a conference call with Bill to discuss the future of Newsline. I told Bill about an email I received from a ham who was very interested in volunteering to take on the task of writing each week's newscast script, something Bill had done almost exclusively since its inception as Westlink Amateur Radio News in September of 1977. After hearing her qualifications and background, Bill's words were, and I quote, hire her. So now, please join the entire Newsline staff in welcoming aboard Karen Eve Murray, KD2GUT, as our new lead news writer. Karen lives on Long Island, New York, and holds a general class ham license. As her QRZ.com profile says, she's a writer, editor, and an equestrian and wildlife rescuer. Now, we'll let Karen tell you more about herself. Hello from New York. This is Karen Eve Murray, KD2GUT, and I'm a New York newspaper writer and editor and the newest member of the team here at Amateur Radio Newsline. I'm especially excited to be here because Newsline is a perfect combination of my work in the news business with all the best parts of radio. I got my ticket last year after waiting almost a lifetime to take the leap but I'm so glad to be here. So while I'm catching up on all those years of missed QSOs, I'll also be looking for and writing 
about all those things that affect hams like you and me on and off the air. I can't wait to see what's ahead for all of us. From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. Hi, this is Alan, VK4 Sierra November, the RD Contest Manager. This is just a quick reminder that the RD is only four weeks away. August 15th and 16th will mark 70 years since the end of the war in the South Pacific. In this special year of celebration and remembrance, it is expected to be one of the best RDs for many years. In this special year, I would like to acknowledge a long-time participant. Submitting 61 consecutive logs so far, David Scott, VK3DY, has never missed submitting a log since 1954. David never entered with winning in mind, rather I think his attitude towards the RD contest is truly reflective of the spirit and meaning of the contest. So thank you David for your outstanding support. I hope to work most of you during the RD weekend. 73s, this is Alan, VK4, Sierra November. Operational News, I'm Felix, VK4FUQ with a croaky old voice. Starlog 2015. Trans-Tasman Contest this weekend, 18 July from 0800 hours UTC. IOTA Contest, July 25-27. The IOTA Contest is based on the Irish GB Islands on the Air Awards program, which recently celebrated its 50th anniversary. The IOTA idea was conceived in 1964 by British shortwave listener Jeff Watts, Island Key, who imagined that those of us who live in crowded cities would love to set up a station on a sunny beach among the palm trees. This prospect is appealing to radio amateurs, even if the island in question might not be further away from the mainland than Kuchimodolo and Moreton Bay. This contest brings together those who would like to put islands on the air. Those who enjoy contesting as well as those chasing islands for awards. Please join in for a great weekend. The date is always the last full weekend in July from 1200 to 1200 hours UTC. Special event stations, DX Beacon, Repeater and Net Advice. World Youth DX Expedition soon. The RSGB's Youth Committee will be running a Youth DX Expedition, DX15, from the Brecon Beacons in Wales from the 23rd to the 30th of July. You can support them by following their progress on Twitter at the RSGB Youth, working the Youth Day Expedition, or listening for the call sign MC0RYC during the IDA contest over the weekend of the 25th and 26th of July. Speaking of islands, from the 26th to the 20th of July, the Hellenic Radio Association of Australia will activate South Solitary Island, OC194, and as a first-time activation, it will be sought after by many DXs and IOTA chasers. South Solitary Island is 18 kilometres northeast of Copps Harbour, and the special call sign VK2SSI has been assigned. Interestingly, the only access to the island is by helicopter, which will be carrying six operators and two National Parks officers. They expect to have three stations activated by late Sunday, 26 July, and operate until Tuesday, 29 July at 1400 hours. Now, HARA is looking for a standby operator in case one of the team can't make it. If you're interested in an adventure combining a helicopter ride with ocean views and the wind in your hair, contact the team leader, Tommy, VK2IR. Awards. Going portable or working stations who do? While we're shipping the colder winter months, even up here in Ingham, warmth can be available to some by thinking about spring and planning for the 5th Keith Roger Memorial National Parks Award activity period. This is when many national parks in Victoria are activated. It will be on November the 15th to the 19th. For the first time, it involves a free participation certificate. To qualify, 
operate within a VK3 National Park and make five contacts. How simple is that? A list of planned activations in the Keith Roche Memorial National Parks Award are now on the Amateur Radio Victoria website awards section. Please read the award rules on the Amateur Radio Victoria website. All inquiries to Tony VK3VTH. For VK1WIA National News, and I do apologise for the voice, I'm Felix VK4FUQ Inningham. This is VK1WIA. All points of contacts from today's news stories are to be found in print when you read the web editions www.wia.org.au Good morning, this is Robert, VK3DN, with this week's Worldwide Special Interest Group News. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Final Frontier. The CubeSat deorbit sail, built by researchers and radio amateurs at the Surrey Space Centre in Guildford, carries a 1200 BPS BPSK beacon on 145.975 MHz. The satellite was successfully launched on Friday, July the 10th. Aris SSTV images to commemorate 40th anniversary of Apollo Soyuz. 40 years ago, the first joint USA-Soviet mission set the stage for follow-on Russian-USA space collaboration on the space shuttle, Mir Space Station and the International Space Station. Apollo Soyuz was the final mission of the Apollo program and the last USA human spaceflight mission until the first space station mission in 1981. To commemorate the 40th anniversary of this historic international event, the ARIS team has developed a series of 12 slow-scan television images that will be sent down for reception by schools, educational organisations and ham radio operators worldwide. The SSTV images are planned to start sometime on Saturday morning, July the 18th, and run through to Sunday, July 19th on 145.80 MHz. Worldwide Special Interest Group's ILLW. Now, this premier annual fun event began in 1995 when the Air Radio Group had the Scottish Northern Lighthouse Weekend. The concept proved so popular that it was renamed and opened up to the world. Always held on the third weekend of August, it's steadily grown now to attract more than 500 lighthouses and lightships from about 50 countries. The main reason for its popularity is that the weekend is a fun event held under simple guidelines and in the spirit of international goodwill. In the lead so far is Germany on 64, followed by Australia with 58, USA with 45 and England with 33. Now, if you want to register a marine navigation beacon for August the 15th and 16th, then please see the guidelines and the online registration of the International Lighthouse and Lightship Weekend website at www.illw.net. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Radio Scouting. Jamboree of the Air 2015. Did you know that guide and scout leaders plan activities for their groups one to two school terms in advance? That is why the St George Amateur Radio Society planning is well underway for Jamboree of the Air 2015 radio station as part of the 50th Buri Regatta. With about a thousand guides and scouts attending, this is easily the largest Jota station in Australia and the 20th anniversary of a Jota station at the Buri Regatta. With such a large attendance, there are plenty of things to organise, including making sure that all amateur operators have completed their working with children checks. All volunteers participating in scan activities must have a working with children letter and number. Working with children applications can be made online. It takes about four to six weeks to process and they're issued free for volunteers. 
If you or your local radio club are thinking about setting up a Jota station this year, then now is the time to put those thoughts into action. Have you never operated a Jota station before? Well, that's not a problem. Your local scouts and guides will understand and appreciate all of your time and effort over the weekend of the 17th and 18th of October. Paul, VK2GX, the St George Amateur Radio Society Jota Coordinator suggests that you make contact now with your local amateur radio club guide or scout group or the Jota Scout and Guide Coordinator in your state. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Youngsters on the Air. Kuz Fick, ZR6KF, the South African Radio League Youth Coordinator, flew to Rome on July the 16th to participate in the 5th Youngsters of the Air summer event during this week of July the 18th to the 25th. Yota 2015 is organised by the Italian Amateur Radio Association. The event is held every year in a different European Union country under European Union and International Amateur Radio Union Region 1 sponsorship. This is the first time that South Africa participated. Now the question is, which VK club will be the first to get Yota up and running here? That's all I have for you this week. This has been Robert, VK3DN, reporting from Melbourne. Well, thanks for the use of your ears and your transistor radio today. Don't forget, all the dates that are coming up right through, a lot of them right through until 2016, are in the text edition, best read at wia.org.au and check the weekly broadcast page. Now till next we meet, I'm Graham VK4BB. Walk softly. From Australia, this has been VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service. On RF, we thank our rebroadcast team and you for listening. And remember, internet streaming and text of this news is available 24-7 at wia.org.au.